listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. I have the parchment you desire right here. Behold! Oh, that's a children's menu. Isn't that fun? They're all based on my old maps. Ah, now, uh, oh, the great magic horse sends you on your adventure with a hero's blessing. And here's the grail. Welcome to the One Take Podcast, episode 18, episode 19, if you're counting the one that Dex lost. This is the last time I'm ever going to bring it up. No, it's not. It's live. So we welcome back on our good friend, Matt, our resident Pixar expert. Oh, God. What a mistake. Y'all y'all are doing so well, and like, y'all are actually are building something here, and like... Uh, y'all are going to mess it all up. Well, oh, well, well is not the term that I would have used, but I mean, thank you. <laughs> the uh, last time we had Matt on was for Toy Story 4. We all disagreed on that movie, or at least I disagreed on that movie and y'all all like shat on me from mm-hmm. what I remember. But uh, mm-hmm. so today I should say we are reviewing Onward because it's actually sort of a new movie. Guys, we did it. We're back. <laughs> No more takedowns. Yeah. Well, for one episode. For one episode. And so we're just going to probably just do a, a normal review of this movie and, and uh, just talk about what we liked, disliked, and so on about it. And it could go for hours. It could go for 25 minutes. That's how I kind of feel about this movie. I'm split. Uh, let's start with Dex. Dex, how we doing? Pretty good, man. I uh, got to the spring cleaning phase of quarantine, so... Cleaned out all my winter clothes, folded up a bunch of old Baylor t-shirts, going to make a quilt, slit. It's the way to do that. Uh, Matt, I should ask, you know, you're the only one here with a with a full family. How is, uh, how is quarantining with a family going? Because it's just me been playing, like, I've just been sitting in my sweatpants playing Warzone. Like, what are y'all doing? So the, yeah, there, I mean, there's definitely phases, right? So it, it, it's also kind of weird because I'm I for a period of time there I was in between jobs, so it was like just a real good layering of existential crises just on <laughs> top of each other. It was, it was pretty cool. Really enjoyed that. Like the first two weeks were definitely like anxious eating phase. Mm. So um, like, oh cool, global pandemic, gonna you know eat a rice krispie treat. Oh cool, like I have kids and I have to you know provide for them too during this situation. I'm like, oh, like, what am I going to do for, like, a living and stuff like that? And so, you know, a lot of ice cream sandwiches um, at their end, but um, we're doing okay. The kids, actually, um, we, we shipped them off uh, to my in-laws. So we did, oh. uh, yeah, yeah, for, for a couple weeks because my wife's a pediatrician. So we're, we're doing that oh. thing, limiting, limiting contact and stuff. So doing a whole nother adjustment period where it's like, oh what did i do before a kid so uh apparently that's uh still podcasting so it's the same thing it's the same same thing did uh so so they're away for right now so y'all are just having to readjust to what it was like before yeah yeah it's um it's weird i i, I talked to my wife a little bit today she seems nice um <laughs> and Who is this uh, kind lady that has been living at my home yeah and so i'm i'm hoping to continue that see if that goes well in the future and uh maybe sure. we'll, we'll we'll go out again someday one day we will all eat at restaurants again inside of them absolutely absolutely that is one thing 
that I'm looking forward to is having someone wait on me like I'm a king. Um, <laughs> Jake, how's Animal Crossing going? Uh, my wife is playing it over my shoulder right now. Oh. So it's going. Um, oh, I, I think she just paid off her house. So it's been a big, been a big day for us today. <laughs> wow. Big, big moments in the Hicks family. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, I think the house costs like 90 grand. And then like the next step for the house is to add like another room, which is 300 something. Wait, so, what? Yeah. Like it quadrupled in price to add one extra room to the house. It ah, costs you that, that house is in Austin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with the zoning laws and on our Island and everything, like it, it starts adding up. You gotta, you really, man, it, it, y'all are living in South Lake for sure. Like, <laughs> like uh, West Lake, West Lake school district over here. Looking off of Lover's Lane, uh, Highland Park. That's mm -hmm. where the island is. Um, did they extend y'all's, sorry, did they extend y'all's quarantine in Dallas to like the 30th of May? Uh, I think officially it's like May 20th right now, but it's going to oh, get pushed. Yikes. Um, which sucks because our first wedding anniversary is the 24th. And I was Ooh. like, part of me wants the stay at home to keep going until obviously that just goes away but like the other part of me is like i just want one dinner out to celebrate our first year of marriage together but you better get is. you better get creative son i know i'll probably uh grill some steaks have like a nice candlelit romantic dinner in and then animal crossing and then animal crossing is that what they call it now <laughs> the game of predatory lending not how i do it that's not how they call it uh, <laughs> speaking of animal crossing onward there was animals in this um fantastic tra uh, transition yeah i like i don't know i i i'll read the synopsis really quick and then we can get into what we thought about it and kind of give it our grades i i don't know how to feel about this movie onward 2020 has a 7.5 user score on IMDb. It's rated PG. It was a quick hour. From some of the movies that we've been watching the past couple of weeks, a brisk one hour and 42 minutes long. Mm -hmm. Thank God. It was so easy to get through. It, uh, it moved. I got to say, that was going to be one of my first things. It was like, oh, it was a nice compact story. I yeah. thoroughly agree. Didn't waste any time in this, and, and they they knew who they, their, their market was. Um, two elven brothers. Oh, that's what that is. I didn't know what they were. Uh, two elven brothers embark on a quest to bring their father back one day. That's literally the synopsis of this movie. Uh, it's directed by Dan uh, Scanlon, written by him as well, and a guy named uh, Keith Bunnan. Stars sure. Tom. Yeah, sure. Stars Tom Holland, Chris Pat Pratt, and Julia Louis Dreyfus, the God. Octavia Spencer is also in here as the Manticore. Uh, Ali Wong makes a appearance, also the God, and uh, a random appearance by let me pronounce this name Wilmer Valderrama. Just you don't know who Wilmer Valderrama is? No, I do. That's I just want to. Okay. No, I know. I just. <laughs> I, dude, 
the the character I most closely uh, identify with out of all TV, Fez, it, the the playful idiot. Yeah, you identify I, with Fez. Could you also yeah, not speak English for a time? No, not very well. So, oh, okay. there you go. I love well, it. Uh, I with Lindsay Lohan and Demi Lovato. Like Fez is I doing was well. Just about to say, I will always identify him as Demi Lovato's ex. <laughs> like that's <okay. laughs> forever. The Man, he's man. making that. He's making that network TV money. He's like on an NCIS show or something like, or CSI or something like that. That's where that's where the money is. Um, so he's doing okay. Uh, it's got a sixty-one Metascore on Metacritic. Not bad, not great. Um, it has eighty-seven percent from uh, critics on Rotten Tomatoes, which is higher than I thought it would be. Ninety-five percent uh, user score on Rotten Tomatoes. So people seem to have liked it. Here's where it kind of gets dicey because this cost apparently somewhere in the range of what i was seeing 175 million maybe to make which i don't that that's incredible and because of partly because of this virus it only grossed 104 million and then this was one of the ones where disney pivoted and was like you know what i'm gonna throw uh i'm gonna throw you guys a bone i'm gonna put that one up on the old disney plus and we're all like oh thank you disney Thank you so much. Thank you for doing this for us. And uh, uh, so, yeah. Royden, I, I have to. I understand the sarcasm there, but as <laughs> as somebody who at the time was locked in a house with two children, um, two children who have exhausted my patience for Frozen Two, <laughs> two children who have exhausted also my patience. Yeah, two children who have exhausted my patience for Wreck It Ralph One and mm. Two. Mm. We were excited for basically anything new. Right. So I, I, I got to say, while um, we can discuss the merits of the movie, however you want, I, I, it was great. I, hey, it was something new that we could all sit down and say, hey, we're going to watch a new movie. And to a three year old, that is awesome. That is <laughs> mind blowing. So I do appreciate our mouse overlords doing that for us. Shout out to the gods, the overlords, Bob Iger, you know what you're doing. Um, mm -hmm. Frozen 2 was also, I should mention, was released early on Disney Plus as well. So Disney Plus is definitely trying to get people to still subscribe to this. And, and I, it was a, okay, I will admit, savvy business move by them to be like, you know what, I'm going to throw this up. Because literally they could do this with, I think they're doing it with Artemis Fowl, which why that was ever going to come out in the first place makes no sense. I think they existed until I saw that it was coming. Yeah, so that's going to come out. Um, I'm surprised yet they haven't said that they're going to release the new mutants on either this or Hulu. Like, like talk about a movie that I thought was never going to come out. Uh, that still is apparently going to be released in theaters, but you know, so Disney knows what they're doing, and them as well as Netflix definitely know. Like they're like. Netflix is just like any content. Anybody got any spare content? We'll throw it up. They know they know what they're doing right now. Um, so we'll start with uh, we'll start with Matt, the resident dad. That's why we wanted to have you on. Uh, Pixar expert, also dad expert, shall we say? Yeah, man, I'll take that. And uh, we'll uh, we'll start with you about how you felt about this movie and. And uh, just give it a letter grade, if you would. 
A letter grade. Um, yeah, okay. I, I think depending on the mood. So when I when I saw this the first time, I was kind of in a weird headspace. I don't know that I was super happy-go-lucky when I first saw it. So I, I, I came away from that first viewing like, ah, that was just kind of blah. I, I watched it again today. I, I think it was a, a better movie than my first opinion. So I will give it a like a strong B-, minus, maybe a B. Um, but I think if, if you started to nitpick it, maybe at the end of this episode, I'll, I'll say it was like a C plus, but that's not to say it was bad, right? It was a tight hour and 30. It was a clear story, had some heartwarming sentiment in there. I, Hey, I, I think that's a, it's a past movie. It's one that I would not have felt bad about seeing in theaters if that's how I viewed it. Um, and I think the bonus experience of it having really straight to Disney plus pretty much, that's an added bonus. So you know what? I'll go ahead and lock in that B minus or just flat B. This uh, I'm kind of there with you. This definitely was a movie that deserved to make more money than it did. Like the animated pick. I mean, look, Pixar has set the bar so high that it's just like whenever they come out with a sort of okay or I'll, I mean, I say okay, and some of Dex and, and, and Jake may say different, but like when they come out with an okay movie, it almost is like disappointing to the to the regular viewer. But right. we just, for, for me, I had to take a step back and go like, this is so much better than like, I don't know, most things. <laughs> if we're being if we're being completely honest, if, so if you were to give me the choice between watching Onward again or like. Uh, Triple Frontier, the, mm. the action movie on Netflix. If I had to watch one of those two again, I'd watch Onward again. I don't, I don't know if that means much, but that's that's my first thought. Is I'd watch it before uh, a lot of other stuff. Very much the same movie, actually. If we uh, yeah, break if, it down if, if you're thinking about it, you really break it down. Same exact movie. Yeah, I mean, they're both going on a quest. A few yep. people die. Like it's yep. just like yeah. Uh, Dex, what did we think about uh, Onward? Yeah, so I I saw that you didn't like it that much before I started it, so I was like kind of prepared to be disappointed, and then I was like, actually, William Strippin, this movie is fire. Like, I just, I don't know. It's it's cute. It's adorable. I loved it. Um, I'm upset that Disney and Pixar can't seem to figure out a movie where two parents are like happily together. Um, <laughs> yeah, what the hell? <laughs> one of the parents always got to be dead or just gone or whatever. I don't, I don't know why that's a thing, but that's how they start all their movies. Uh, but yeah, aside from that, I thought it was an adorable movie. Thought the quest was beautiful. The relationship with the brother is something that I can relate to with my brother. Uh, yeah, I just liked it a lot. Uh, I'd give it like a A minus. Mm. Because Dex, you're an, you're an older brother, right? Yeah, I'm nine years older than my brother, so yeah, we're uh, yeah, we're close, but we're not like close, close. So, so you you came out of this movie being like, I need to be closer to my brother because you've been <laughs> a bad brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm not a bad brother. I'm a pretty great brother. I'm a pretty no, great no. Brother. It's okay. Wait, this, is a, this is a safe place. Have you been a bad brother? <laughs> Anytime anyone says this is a safe place, it means it's not a safe place. Uh, tip for life. Uh, but tell us yeah, your I, secrets. I'd say, like, you know, being nine years older than your brother, like, you, you don't, you're not gonna be able to talk to a fifteen year old about like the day in and day out like problems of 
early high school. Like, you know. Uh, yeah. So my boss, Jim, he was being a real asshole. Uh, I have like calculus I got to do. So. Yeah. It's not really a. Like a very like tight knit dynamic all the time, but you know, um, made me want to still be your like, brother. Yeah, he's still my brother. So, yeah, it's yeah. The movie hit me Jake, in that regard. And Jake, you felt sort of the same way, right? Yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm writing something down. Uh, cutting this. You promise. You, <laughs> I'm very good about won't. cutting her stuff. Leave it. Leave all of it. <laughs> One day. <laughs> One day, just nonsense. Um, no, I, I, I did love this uh, film. Is it the best Pixar Disney film? No, of course not. But like, it is a enjoyable road trip movie, and I will not be ashamed. Like it, it had me in tears at at, at certain points um, in time. Mm-hmm. I thoroughly loved it. Um, it also avoided a lot of like tropes and pitfalls that I could have easily done, like Ian gets bullied, or um, that the guy playing Dungeons and Dragons is a loner, or things like that, or like the stepdad Bronco centaur dude is a dick. Like it avoided a lot of those things um, just to tell like a wholesome family story. And I loved it. I'll give it an A. It really did. Uh, two out uh, an A minus and an A. It really did avoid the "you're not my real dad" uh, trope for a while. I mean, yeah. this Although, was imagine. Okay, now we're we're into spoilers territory right now, right? So the the mom's boyfriend is a cop, yeah. and I'll be honest. The first time I watched the movie, the whole time I was thinking, man, it would it would fucking suck to have your stepdad to be uh, a cop. That's all. That was that was my whole point. I didn't really have anything <laughs> to elaborate on that. It would just it would uh, it would suck. <clears throat> Next, <clears throat> his name is Officer Bronco, and he drives. Yeah, I, I wanted Bronco. to mo- I wanted to note that as well. Him, <laughs> um, I wrote down him coming in the house. Like it was funny to me. There was some bits in this in this movie where I laughed out loud. Where it was just like him coming into the house and like bumping shit with his back half was just like a little little joke if you just mi- blinked you missed it but he was just like bumping into shit and breaking shit and i was just like yeah that makes sense you just got a full-ass horse in this fucking house, in this right, so house i have i have um i have a pretty r-rated uh topic to cover i i don't know if we want to do that now Woo! Yeah, all right go gonna... for it nah do it oh, okay hold on let me just i need to... 18 minutes left. let's go all right need to open hey Okay. Um, so the first off, the mom. Uh, Thick. The, oh, dude! I see. I knew I was in the right place. Thick, Thick with two C's. Thick as hell, man. All right, and I hope my wife doesn't open up the study door here. Uh, okay, we seem to be okay. Who are we um, talking about? Onward. Don't don't worry about it, babe. Yeah, we're just talking about Onward. You know the kids' movie. Um. Uh, yeah, man. And then, uh, so like her ringtone is, uh, let's get it on. And her husband's a horse. That's all I'm saying. I'm not even gonna say anything else. I'm not even gonna say anything <laughs> else. Cause we would, this is a family podcast. We wouldn't want to do that. I'm just saying, putting, putting, uh, two and 12 together. And that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Buddy. Uh, Buddy. 
friend, friend. you're listening to a podcast uh, that debated if the avatars from Avatar were anatomically correct for yeah. 30 minutes. Pro- proportional, anatomically <laughs> proportional, absolutely. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah, I was, I was screaming at the radio on that one. I'm not going to lie. Um, Wait, what's but, your take? Hmm? Oh, I don't remember. I, I my memory isn't that good, but uh, okay. I would argue that anatomically proportional, absolutely. It'd be disappointing otherwise, uh, and yeah. that's something we're used to here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> onward, pretty good. B minus. All right. <laughs> Dex, what did you? Uh, Dex, yeah. what did you think of uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus? Uh, I think she's the god, and once again, she's yeah. the god. God is as the god. Absolutely. Does. Um, uh, like unnecessarily thick, though. I will. I just have to note that she got a warrior inside. <laughs> Woo! Unnecessary. Pixar, Pixar also from. likes to have some thick moms. We've noticed. And motherly figures. Do we having thick moms? <laughs> Shout out to Mrs. Incredible, Aunt Cass, uh, you know the whole gang. I'm sure Andy's mom was thick too. Oh yeah, Bro. definitely. She was. Bro, I, I gotta she was. take a break. Hold on, y'all, y'all, keep, y'all vamp, y'all got vamp for a second. I'll be right back. Pixar be having thick moms. <laughs> Matt just tweeted. He's about to tweet. No, he did. Like... Matt, just, Matt just tweeted. Pixar do be having thick moms. <laughs> oh my god! All right. Um, uh, being uh, Dex, you want to go ahead and retweet that? For us, that'd be great. Yeah, I, um, I got you. Being, I, I, why is it that Pixar has, and Dex brought this up, a problem with having a whole family unit? I mean, The Incredibles is the exception, but it's just like that's still dysfunctional, right? Like, what's the yeah. what's the deal? Well, even though, like the Incredibles, Mister Incredible is like dealing with a midlife crisis and mostly neglects his family, so he could be a superhero. And, like, and there's, yeah, it like kind of has an affair with the assistant lady. I don't remember what her name is. Um, I don't know what's another. I mean, Andy's uh, dad isn't there. It isn't there. Um, the parents are going through it. And inside out. Uh, let's see, Pixar. Um, yeah, the, the. I guess that's like a like a, a nuclear family, but then again, they are like. Yeah, they're just going through it. Yeah. Um, Coco is all about a motherly figure dying. Sure. Uh, his family just isn't there. Uh, yeah, his the good dinosaur. We watched Ellie die and up like they just. Up is just full of sadness. Mm. Not one of the, not one of that. Oh, they didn't have kids. That was part of the emotional scarring, wasn't it? Yeah. I was oh, gonna make a, I was gonna make a terrible joke, but I can't because <laughs> they didn't have any kids. I thought I was gonna say not one of their kids was like, hey, how about you don't put balloons? But they didn't have kids, so yikes. Um, all right, so. There was, for me, a lot of Chris Pratt in this movie. There was just, 
it was just a lot. It was a lot of Chris Pratt. And you put this in the group message earlier. This was like, this had to have been written for Jack Black, right? All of his mannerisms is Jack Black. Like he is, it's like they put the mocap suit on him from like School of Rock. And they're like, all right, all these movements, this is just Jack Black and the movie. Let's go. And then for some reason, it's a Darth Vader situation. It's all a totally different voice on the wrong body. It it just is like, and he has like the van from School of Rock and everything else. Like it, it's a Jack Black character. Mm-hmm. Like they wrote it for Jack Black and Jack Black had the Kung Fu Panda money. So he was just like, nah, I don't need to do it. Like I'm fine. I brought this up with Mallory. Um, and she had a point like Jack Black is 50 something. Um, and maybe isn't as relatable with a young audience, whereas like Chris Pratt is yeah. Star Lord. So his voice is recognizable to the kids. It's a marketing point. Jack Black is um, 50 years old. By, and, and, oh my God. <laughs> what are you talking about right now? That is remarkable. He was born in 19. Mumfang is 69, bro. Yeah, years old. I mean, the thing is, is that it, it screams Jack Black to me because I know Tenacious D's music, and like this whole movie is, is a Tenacious D song. Uh, I don't know. It, it's a perfect role for Jack Black. I understand why Chris Pratt's there, and he's not bad. I'm not sold. He's the pro history D and D bro that he is. I think somebody like a jack black would have sold it just a little bit better would it made the film better Eh, it just didn't feel like like it felt like not the chris pratt that we like that we know anymore and good for him like he's stepping out of his skin or whatever but like it felt a lot like even i don't know even parks and rec chris pratt doesn't feel like this because he's just like i don't know i don't know where it just felt like a lot like he was doing the most to me I thought he was fine, and I don't <laughs> think that kids watching this movie are going to be like, why is this the guy from Jurassic World yeah. and not the guy from School of Rock? Yeah, it's fine. They don't <laughs> give a damn. Also, yeah, but I had to not, watch this movie. Look, look, <laughs> look, look, do not search inside out mom thick question mark on your work computer that's all i'm saying Yikes. that's all i'm saying just don't <clears throat> uh yeah, it, it should have been jack black. <laughs> it, the inside out mom that where did it take you what's like hmm? uh don't don't worry don't, don't no, even worry about it no don't worry about it. no 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 okay uh, didn't uh, that's fine we don't have to we don't have to talk about it all right now did the we did the end you. did it end with hub Okay. I. What do we? <laughs> I don't know. Where did what do you think about? Um, what do we think about Tom Holland? And that definitely was part of the marketing that Disney was probably just like, "Hey, can we get two Avengers in here, please?" I do mm-hmm. stand Tom Holland. I uh, I will say I just watched Far From Home, the Spider Man movie, uh, last night for the first time, and he is the best Spider Man of the modern era. And I'm not sure it's close. Um, and I, I just think he's a really talented individual, um, irrespective of the Spider-Man uh, series. So 
I they I don't know if you could tell they even did the uh, the mouth movements almost exactly like Tom Holland, and that kind of takes me on to an offshoot mm-hmm. of the the animation in general, like the hair of yeah. Ian, the the main character, just the very subtle movements whenever the character moved, like th- that was remarkable. But yeah, I love Tom Holland's work in this. The hair and stuff is something in this movie that like they tried to be the Pixar. There was a weird video that came out, not a weird video, interesting video that came out where it was like Pixar tries to improve on one thing per Pixar movie that they put out, you know? And it was like with, uh, with Toy Story 4, it was like light and shadows and things like that. I feel like with this, they took a lot of that, like the hair has texture. It like gets wet. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I don't know. The lights in this are actually really incredible too. The, oh God! Um, Sorry, what? Sorry. Are, are we still talking about thick moms? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Sorry. I'm sorry. Um, good lord. Uh, um, yeah, I'll, I'll move on. I'll move on from that. What did? Okay, I'm just gonna be a naysayer. Don't get me wrong. I like this movie, and I definitely think like what Matt was saying. It will get better. This is one of those movies that I feel like it will definitely be better for me upon rewatch. It has a lot of rewatchability. Um, did the mm-hmm. did the payoff of oh my dad's been my brother all along? Did that work for y'all? Matt, I'll go ahead. And I'll go ahead yeah, and next year. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like I said, being nine years older than my brother, and you know, being around probably more than my dad is my dad is in our lives obviously he's still with our mom but uh i'm like around my brother a lot more than my dad i was like very emotionally attacked by that scene um i i teared up a little bit not gonna lie you know what i'm saying there are some thug tears um yeah so it worked for me Yeah, it, it worked for me too. Uh, my sister is eight years older than me, so I absolutely relate to that. Like, my sister did raise me, but she also was the person that when I was born, looked at me and was like, I am this child's mother now. Like, she immediately took me under her wing and everything. So it, it, it's extremely relatable. Um, and I also like the payoff that uh, Chris Pratt's character got to... Mm-hmm. be with the dad like turn that trove on its head where instead of it being ian it was chris pratt that like finally got to have that moment that he's been living with for his whole life of not saying goodbye so i appreciated that trope and i appreciated the the theme of family and the togetherness and that you don't need this one thing because you've always had it sort of thing i will say i like that more the that that Chris Pratt getting to meet the dad one last time more than Tom, you know, more than, Oh, Chris Pratt's always been my dad this all along, mostly because I felt like that was telegraphed, but like it's a kid's movie. So duh. But like it, it, Mm -hmm. I like that more the Chris Pratt getting to meet the dad. I was like, Oh, well that's kind of bittersweet. Like that's actually, that has some, a little bit more depth to it. I don't know. Matt, do we have any opinions? Yeah. You know, uh, I, I think, I think the way they did it was, uh, 
pretty good, but it was also very convenient for them because mm -hmm. they didn't have to um, just functionally in the plot. They didn't have to do a lot of things about explaining how some of that stuff worked. Um, and I promise you, I'd, I'd much better thoughts before uh, two scotches. Um, but <laughs> don't we all? Uh, but it, but if before you go back and you watch the movie, then you'll be like, ah, yeah, ah, Matt was right about a lot of stuff. That's what you, that's what people will say. Mm -hmm. um, for sure. But I, I thought it was fine, right? So that's a really good take. Really hot. Really good for uh, marketing purposes for this episode. Yeah. I think it was fine. Um, and uh, I, I get it. But as a father myself and somebody coming from a, a very good fathering situation uh, myself, um, it was like, oh, man, why, why can't they all just have a happy ending at the, there at the very end, right? Like, why can't we all just get together? Mm -hmm. Why can't it all be good? Um, but I understand why they went the route they went. So if anybody's still listening, uh, that's my opinion. Well, they... They can't technically have a happy ending where the dad comes back permanently because he's going to come back and be like, you fucking a minotaur? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why is it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, that would definitely be one of the one of the issues because um, I don't think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll just keep that to myself. So I'm gone for a whole 16 years. 16 years. Yep. And now you're with a minotaur. <laughs> right. Okay. Did the... Uh, did the quest pay off in this movie? I mean, yeah. Right. Ian has friends now. Yeah, I guess. And That's he, all it was for. He has friends now. He's just like super magic, so now everybody likes him. Basically. He knows how to get the hose now. This is all your dad <laughs> needs to teach you in life, is how to get the hose. And that's what happened. Is that the lesson you're going to be passing on, Matt? Uh yeah, no, I think it, I think it will. I think if uh, if your um, yeah, I think if your uh, if your dad dies, that's pretty good. I think that's the moral of the story, right? I think that's that's what they that's what they're trying to. Say. I'm trying to figure out why they made uh, the the one the, like the only noticeably black male, uh, the one monster who's who's green and he has a bunch of pimples on his forehead. Why they made him cripple, I don't know, but. Um, yeah, that was actually. That was I was going to bring that up later. I will say that. I think that's paraplegic. Yeah, that was that not cool. needed. I mean, I'm fine with differently abled people being represented. I think that's great. Um, but yeah, I just wasn't into that. Um, I do think that uh, I do think that they did a very good job representing different uh, lifestyles. Like, obviously, the the lady cop was gay, and that was pretty cool. I think that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was that was one of the things that got talked about. Um, at length because people are people are really cool and uh cool and fun online and um <laughs> totally people people are people are cool and fun yeah. hold on i gotta go i gotta take a break i gotta take a break please follow matt and Spare on twitter for more cool yeah, online people people. <laughs> people are really uh cool and fun online and totally took all of that with a grain of salt um <laughs> Yeah, they did. I we'll talk about this right now. They did. They did choose this movie to really represent a, uh, a openly gay character, which we don't have to get mm -hmm. into it because it doesn't really even get into it. Like it shouldn't, because uh, who cares? But like it didn't take me out of it or anything. But I did notice. I was like, oh, gay character, and maybe that's the Disney. Thing. I don't know. No, it, it, 
it was it, it's it's passing line. It's she's like, oh yeah, me and my yeah. girlfriend. I, I think it was girlfriend. Um, I'm struggling with her kids. Like it could. I, I the Russian version of this was dubbed with right. my partner. It took so long for Disney to include a gay character. Which some people would be like, why do you have to include a gay character? And those people are bad. Get out of my mentions. Are bad people. Most most people are bad. I I think that's pretty fair. So yeah, people were totally normal and cool and fun about this online, is what I was saying. Yes. Mm-hmm. To- um, totally normal. To the only other thing I was going to add on to that scene was, like I was saying in the beginning. It, it, it's kind of a emotional moment for these. Well, I mean, granted, he's it's not actually Bronco, but to have a moment to be like, yeah, it's hard being a step parent. I was like, good for you, Disney. I'm not a step parent, but I understand. That is pretty cool. And um, yeah, I don't really have a point. I just want to say representation cool. for everybody. <clears throat> they could have easily been. Yeah, they could have easily been like step parents. They suck, right? But they're like, no, it's hard. It's hard out here for everyone. Oh, I love that pause. <laughs> nobody is. Nobody agrees. <laughs> nobody adds. I have no. I have nothing to to add to this. I grew up in a completely platonic family. Like I just, everyone like, is real friendly. Nobody like, really loves each other. <laughs> plutonic family hold on just a second let me google that let me see what plutonic family is uh it says you all glow green uh, that's a <laughs> nuclear reactor joke family that's uh pretty good pretty good i said i said platonic mm. Mm. i meant uh <laughs> i meant nuclear i don't know what the fuck i was talking about sorry i got a thousand things you I'm grew up in the platonic right ideal now. of a hey, family <laughs> There yeah, you go. there you go. Yes, good yeah. lord, I'm losing my mind. All your cells split real good. Hey, uh, what uh, what else did you have on that little agenda there? What'd, what'd you what'd you put on the <clears throat> what'd you put on the notes? Oh, in my notes. Uh, anybody really? Oh, Just okay. So us, uh, back in as uh, <laughs> someone organized. I will say, um, there's a joke in here called uh, from the Weekly Planet Pod, which no free ads but you should go listen to them uh, if you like uh comic mo- movies and things but he suck oh okay uh mm-hmm. compared he to said, this one. yeah absolutely he said uh they have they call this movie my dad is just legs <laughs> <laughs> my dad is just legs the movie which putting him on the retractable leash had me in tears wrote that, that down that was good. really funny was and uh good. this is just a weekend at bernie's a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, part of yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Could have been a funny scene with the mom if she had just seen the legs and you just see like a weird eyebrow raise from the mom. But no, didn't even get that. But, you know, it's whatever. The um, dad dancing was kind of funny. It was kind of forced. the The conflict between the brothers, though, for the payoff that they wanted to go for, for me, felt like it wasn't like it wasn't long enough. They're like, "You never do what I want to do." Okay, well, we'll do what you want to do, and then it was just kind of like. Everything's good, right? Yep. I mean, it'd be like that, though. It didn't. I guess. <laughs> it do. It do. Um, no, I, I, I do partially agree is that we're not introduced to a lot of conflict with the brothers, except for this extremely weird situation where they have a pair of legs. Um, 
which is not an everyday occurrence. So anything that happens after that probably is under duress. But we aren't introduced that to the idea that like the brothers have always been at odds. So for them to have like a conflict to resolution in the film does fall a little weird because I'm I don't leave the film and be like, oh, finally they understand each other. I'm just like, oh. They're two brothers that have a good relationship that have a slightly better relationship now. Right. It's like, and you never thought that they didn't like each other. They were just like, it was just like, Chris Pat's kind of a buffoon. Don't we all have a buffoonish brother? Uh, I'm I'm actually the buffoonish brother of the two of us. Yeah, it's probably me, actually. Yeah, it's probably the buffoonish brother. So (laughs) I actually related with the character quite a bit. He was just trying to go (laughs) with his gut. He's just trying to say, "Hey, little brother, uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm gonna lead us," Uh, and he fucked up. And that I related to that pretty good. Did this made did this movie make Dungeons and Dragons cool? I was gonna ask that. Whoever wrote this movie was like, "I want to make a Dungeons and Dragons movie." Okay, <clears throat> I'm gonna crack my knuckles here for a second. Crack. Go for it. Did you hear that? <clears throat> I actually played Dungeons and Dragons. Jake, you did for a period of time, I do believe. I um, Dungeons and Dragons is cool. I think it's actually becoming destigmatized uh, to a degree. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a great way to connect with a group of friends. I think it's a great way to like stretch your improvisational skills, which is a word. Um, and uh, I, I think that this movie did nothing to hurt uh, that. Uh, that you know, uh, group of people, um, but I don't know that it did anything to make it cool. I think uh, the concept of magic is cool. I think the concept of D and D is cool. I I, just, I think this is a, a neutral um, impact on that. But it but it was hurt. definitely yeah. But it was definitely a guy that was like, I want to see this in a movie that was writing it, and they, so they kind of yeah it, yeah right yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely. And I, I think there was even a disclaimer or something. That they use like uh, Wizards of the Coast, which is uh, they do Magic the Gathering cards. I think I could be wrong about that. I'm not, I'm not like some nerd or anything. Um, <laughs> no, we didn't. I'm not even nope. playing, I don't play Magic. You know? um, and uh, yeah, so they definitely. How many times will you go to Renfest this year? Ooh, I've been to Renfest <laughs> twice for the Turkey Legs. Yeah, only twice, uh, and that was. Uh, before I had the choice of what summer activities my family was going to do. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, D&D is cool. I think this movie um, handled it really well, actually. Now, I, I don't get me wrong. I, If anybody, if I had friends to play D&D with, I would play it with. But I, I, I don't. So, no, you don't have friends. We did no, talk about that earlier. I do not it was have in the email. Yeah, it was in the email. Um Got his email. Yeah, I just was I was venting all of my frustration to Matt via email that totally exists. Um, So, like, I I would you know like to have played at least one game of D and D. It seems like fun, and like Joe Manganiello plays it or something for some reason. Uh, Diesel created a whole movie series based off his D and D character. Wait, who? Oh shit, bro. The whole uh, Riddick series is based off Wait, his what? character. Wait, what? GTFO! Yeah. yeah, the Chronicles of Riddick. Um, he, the very first movie, he funded himself and wrote it. It's all based off his D&D character. Pitch and then Black it, is based off of Dungeons and Dragons? you got mm-hmm. kidding me, bro. He's like a huge D&D head. 
that's awesome. That's actually very, very cool. That's I don't know why that's not publicized more. D&D should just lead with, like, yeah, Vin Diesel plays this. That's what they should lead with. Can you imagine playing, D- <laughs> playing D&D with, Dungeon- or with uh, Vin Diesel? The only thing I can think of is playing Dungeons & Dragons with Vin Diesel's character in Fast and Furious. Yeah. And specifically, specifically Fast and Furious 1, the, the original. Just like, uh, I live my life 1d20 at a time. <laughs> Which path what do you want to take? This is family. No, I, the, whoever wrote this movie wanted just was like, I got to get a D&D movie out there. And then, then my mom will say, I haven't wasted all of my life. Um, the lady in the pawn shop was a, uh, was a character oh, from Tiger King. <laughs> <laughs> Very. That's a good tie-in. That's what they call a tie-in. That's pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. Bringing it all the way back. Um, these are uh, now we're just you know getting into. My these are note. the honorable mentions. These aren't yeah. these aren't like major plot points, but they are things that need to be said. He was like I will say about Chris Pratt. If we can talk about that, he was the most supportive brother. Like he was just like, you got to go on a quest. Fuck yeah, let's go on a quest. Like he's so yeah. down. Immediately, like, dude, I'm so happy for my brother. He's got magic and stuff. That's awesome. And not yeah. even like a moment of of being uh, envious or anything. That that was pretty cool. I did enjoy that. Yeah, like, yeah, they could zero envy. That was a good point. They they could have like made that a very obvious plot point. Is that like their fight would be like, well, you just are obsessed with this game. Well, fuck you. You have magic now, but yeah. they did it, which is cool. Like the whole time Chris Pratt is like, bro, you got magic. Let's go. Also, please join my team. <laughs> I would have been personally. It would be so cool if you like, came over. Fuck? I've been obsessed with magic so for my entire cool. life. And you just like one day get a staff. Yeah. <laughs> you can do magic and shit. You walk on invisible bridges and shit. I'm just over here driving an old van. What's wrong with you? Yeah, I would have been, I would have been, I would have been hella mad. It's like, oh, so you can just fly and shit now, right? <laughs> no, but it's cool. Like I got this van. It was cool, dude. He became a pro wizard in fifteen 16, hours. Yeah, I was about to say sixteen yeah. hours or so. Yeah, absolutely. Minimal training. Not that hard. Not that hard is what we learned. If uh, if Chris Pratt could have the ability to do magic, he would be so much better because he taught him everything that he knows. <laughs> yeah it's true um let's see the chase scene in this is pretty funny it's pretty good the pixie scene very yeah. very good very pixies oh, driving yeah. uh, motorcycles extremely funny yeah um still the, the line learn, yeah i still need to learn the real life application of what those little whips are for the that hang off the sides <laughs> of the bike people don't know what those are um those tassels? They, yeah the little tassel things that drag on the ground still don't know the, what those are for uh, but otherwise, for every every hit of meth that you do, you get a new new. Uh, we love we love meth on this podcast, don't we, folks? It's in the email. Every now and again, it's in the email. Um, <laughs> chasing is pretty good. The line before that, though, vaguely racist. He's like, "You're not lazy. Your ancestors were." <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. I did enjoy that. Yeah, that was Va- vaguely racist by. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean it's not racist if it's uh, if it's true. I think that's what they said. <laughs> I think that's what they said. I think that's what we all said actually before we started recording. I want to make it known that uh, is not the official position and, of the one podcast. Thank you. Thank you very, thank you very much. Um, 
we disavow anything that Matt has said up until now. Yeah, he has had 18 whiskeys. We think two, he's an alcoholic. Two point um, five scotches. Why do the Pixies have to trash the gas station? That was a weird. Because they're dickheads. They are Pixies. Yeah. I mean, that's what that's what we all kind of <laughs> just talked about. They're Pixies, and that's what they do. And they're mean. And they're mean because they're small. And I can relate to that. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, the van death was majestic as hell. Oh, one of the best scenes. Yes. Slapped on his ass. As yeah, it was really good. I did not see that happening. That was really... That was a good move. I respected that. I think that's... I mean... Uh, just the the thought that went into this movie, and I'm being real here. The thought that went into this movie, um, exa- exemplified by that scene, um, I think took it from like a C plus to a B. I, I think that's that's a prime example of like, oh, this movie is actually pretty cool. Yeah, it was way more emotional than I thought it would be, though. With right. the van, he was just like, all right, time to go, and he slaps it on the yeah, he slaps it on the ass, and it like the Again, physics no of hesitation. that. The physics of that don't work, but again, this is the uh, the movie with magic. Um, where did they get a rope from? What you don't carry? A oh, rope in your yeah. Truck? You don't have a bridge. truck rope. You don't have a truck rope. It just reminded me of the. Uh, I don't know if y'all have ever watched Always Sunny in Philadelphia, <laughs> where he's like, "These are my tools. They're my yes, <laughs> my tools." Or like the rat stick, yeah. No, I, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, but uh, I have a rope in my truck. I have a couple ropes in my truck. Matt, I have a truck rope. Can't. Nope. I have a truck rope. I have a. I have a. I have a rope with my toolkit, not not in my jeep. All right, we got to get Royden a, a truck rope. What yeah, next? For, you're gonna tell me you don't have a truck for my Kia yeah. Optima? Uh, well, hey, uh, uh, car rope. Car rope. <laughs> I drive a Dodge Stratus. <laughs> Ford rope. Everybody needs a rope in the car. Um, let's see. Uh, let's see. The Van Jet. Uh, okay. Falling forever sounds terrible. Yeah. Also, I, I actually had a question about that. That scene made me nervous. Nope. Nobody else has noticed this giant cavernous pit that goes on forever. Like when they're building the freeway to Raven Point, the construction crew was like, "Oh, it's a pit to nowhere. We should, we should avoid that." They uh, uh, circumvented it. You ever, uh, you ever been a Texans fan? Christ. How's Uh, Deion? Buddy, buddy, let me tell you about falling forever. How does it? uh, Where does it hurt? (laughs) Everywhere. Yeah, David the Johnson Johnson? Oof. Yeah. Oof size large. Big yes. yanks. What you call it? Jesus. Ah, oh, crap. <laughs> uh, let's see here. O for onward. The dad came back only to find out his wife was fucking a minotaur. That's funny. Um, it happens. Uh, it, it sucks. I, I, I respect that. Uh, Chris Pratt got to say his goodbye and that Ian got to see him in real life. The mom got nothing. She nothing. got the pride of seeing nothing. her boys work together and defeat a magic dragon or something. She's been getting oh, her back blown out by Bronco for a long time. Like, <laughs> she's fine. <No. laughs> 
Face my family. No. <laughs> Relax. This episode will never be released. Relax. <laughs> oh, fucking hell, God. I mean, look, 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 look. Do we have to? And then at the end, you revealed the Fabio hair, so you, you, you already know what's going on. Hey, look, I was just look. Yeah. I was just about to say, you know he's got the good jeans too. You see the hairline when he come, uh, when he come out the house, he took the hat off. Man, you gotta lead with that though. You gotta lead with the hair. You gotta be like, look, I am I am twelve years old because I'm a Minotaur. We're actually really old for our age right now. Um but my hairline's spectacular. Spectacular. Immaculate. Oh god damn. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the last episode was good, but man, one take pod. Hey, off the rail. Yeah, I know. <laughs> We're gonna get so canceled for this. Um, Welcome to our last episode. <laughs> Jesus Christ, uh, <laughs> y'all are on one. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Okay, going all the way back to the front. Electricity replaces magic. Makes not sense. a fucking no, I didn't chance. Not I a didn't chance. You, you've never... It, look, Wi-Fi beats magic all day. Get out of here. <laughs> it, it just is so funny how quickly they're just like, oh, you can do that magic thing, but uh, light bulb. I mean, you've seen the prestige before. You know this is how it goes. We don't need magic anymore. <laughs> no. Look. Well, I mean, yeah. Te- that's literally the basis of that movie, I guess. It'd be actually... Um... Yeah, no, I, I thought that too, but we're also introduced in the very beginning of the film that, like, everybody can do magic, and then when it's finally explained through Chris Pratt's character that only, like, a couple of people do, I'm like, oh, okay, so the people that couldn't do magic needed electricity. So, all right, I get it. True, but for it to disappear entirely, not one person was like, hey, maybe we should keep doing this shit. The mantic... <laughs> The not one person. Like, yeah, yeah no the manticore just no, no more fire breathing. I'm just going to run a restaurant. That's fun. Who's having their bachelorette party at what is a Chuck E. Cheese? I, nobody was having Did you? Is that really a thing? Was it in there? I didn't see it. But if you're saying it's there, I believe you. No, no, the, the karaoke girls look like they're having like a bachelorette party. I did not see that. I will watch oh. it again. I believe you, though. It, it, like, that was one of the notes I wrote down. I was like, why are these roughly mid-20 girls at what amounts to a Chuck E. Cheese? Wrapping up on Onward, <laughs> we, we all agree. People should watch it, right? Yeah, yeah people, yeah, you should watch it. Um, it will be, for me, I think it's better upon rewatch. I think yes, it is one I of the movies that is going to grow on me. So watch it I agree with that. During quarantine. You're going to have the time. Watch twice. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially if you have kids. I mean, look, I don't know the. I don't know that feeling. Uh, I am just. I, I. Obviously, I don't have kids. I just made a joke about Julia Lee Dreyfus's character getting <laughs> her back blown out by a Minotaur. Um, mm. 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 I don't. I don't have that. I'm not mature enough to have that problem. Not problem, but. 
not mature enough to. No, parent. dig yourself out of this. Hold on, I'm I'm curious. Go go ahead and get yourself I will out not of this. Be this portion. I'm not mature enough to have oh, kids. Okay. So I don't know what it's like. But if I imagine if you're having to entertain them 24 hours a day. Oh, honey. No, no, honey. No, (laughs) no. See, what happens is uh, you make them go to bed at like 630. Oh. And so you really only have to entertain them in between meals. So it's like um, so like 130 to 330, maybe like 830 to 1130, somewhere in there. So you're really Mm -hmm. only looking at five hours. You know, you throw some frozen two in there. And throw some onward in there. And throw some bluey. If you haven't, real talk. All adults need to go watch Bluey on Disney Plus. Great stuff. Um, and then uh, look, it's already lunchtime. And then you just run the you just run the same rotation back. It's all good. It's really good. And then uh, your kids grow up and they have ADHD, and it's fine. <laughs> as as someone who has taken Matt's kids for two hours off of his hands, <laughs> the relief in his eyes. Oh, it's so good. It is. I understand why people get addicted to heroin now. It is so good. It's so good. That's the exact same feeling. I'm sure of it. It's so good. All the people that are are addicted to opioids just needed to have kids and then hand them them to in-laws. Yeah, hand them to in-laws. And they'd be like, oh, thank God. Yep, absolutely. Don't mean that. I think we've done social damage for the day. We can cut that. We can cut the heroin part out. Uh, yeah, the I don't know. Is Frozen Two better or is on, Onward better? I think Frozen Onward's two. better. I think, Frozen, I think Frozen Two is better. Frozen Two is um, extremely, extremely replayable. Uh, the music's great. There's remixes of the music that's even better. Covers of the music that's that's quite good. Um, the story, I think, is. Because the story has a a, uh, a prequel essentially to build off of, uh, it's very very good. Frozen Two is very very good. It's grown on me quite a bit. Or is that just because you've watched it a thousand times? Hey man, look, look, hey, hey, don't, hey man, look, just. Do you have, do you have a point? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had I had to watch that the other day uh with Caitlin because she demanded it and um it tread carefully. Eh, there was there was so much Olaf in that movie. All right, look. So <clears throat> look, are we gonna do another hour and a half on Frozen Two? Yeah, go for it. Well, this is our short. This is our shortest pod, actually, if we're being honest. Yeah, we still haven't hit an hour. I do not have. I do not have the wherewithal this evening to do. Fair that. enough. That's fine. Um, real quick, do you, uh, Dex, Jake, do y'all have any other notes uh, on this movie? Oh, uh, someone said the dad looks like John uh, Krasinski, and I can't get it out of my head. I haven't checked, but that's funny. Go look on Twitter. You'll find that one. Also, the soda is called Mountain Dew. That's amazing. Yes. <laughs> also, the milk is low low rat milk. No. Oh. One thing we didn't mention, the unicorns being like uh, uh, rats or whatever. Possums? Yeah, possums. Yeah, raccoons was, was hilarious. That was funny. Pretty good. Yeah. 
Uh, let's see. Anything else? No. Anything else y'all have? Does he drive? Does Does Bronco drive his Ford Bronco with his front hooves or his oh, back? Hooves? Oh man, you just ruined everything, man. Now I'm thinking about this for like a week. I was <laughs> laughing at that because it's like they just took the whole back seat out of that car. Like, where do they take the prisoners? <laughs> they throw them in there. <laughs> like, is it? Is that if they have multiple like if they have multiple offendants, do they just like uh, one sits in the front seat like a like an Uber with too many people? Like it's just I, like <laughs> I'm not prepared to uh, involve myself in the criminal justice system of this magical world. I it's that's what Zootopia is for. With for right now. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> precisely, precisely. Yeah, I, you know, I don't have, uh, I don't know. There's too many questions here. Also, uh, Chris Pratt was just going to let his brother die for sure. Like over, over the bottomless pit. Oh yeah. I mean, good brother for like knowing the situation, but also. What's he supposed to do? Gotta tell him him real quick. Um, All right. What are his options? Uh, riding the giant Cheeto down the river was hilarious. Yeah. Him eating it at the same time, too. (laughs) But yeah, I don't have any other notes. Dex? Wouldn't the Cheeto just dissolve in water? Nothing for me. All right. Okay, real quick. We'll do this now uh, because I think a lot of our conversation, Matt, actually, I would... Have you seen Tiger King? I have, yes. Actually, my... uh, We actually might need you back on this week for uh, Tiger King. Uh, that was the original pr- plan anyway. But I posed a uh, I posed a question. And I need y'all to play along with me for a little bit. It didn't get as much as a uh, response as uh, Dex's question about uh, quarantining with hot actors and actresses did. But uh, let's see. If you had to pick, build your own Oscar bait film, genre, Story, mm-hmm. actor, actress, supporting actors and actresses, director, screenwriter, and from the studio that brought you blank. What mo- How would you design that movie? And I know you and Dex did it, but I am interested to hear hear what Matt does. I'll I'll let Matt gather his thoughts really quickly, but I'll let Dex, Jake, and then I'll go about how uh, how I did this, and then. We'll read some of the responses because I think they're actually I think they're fascinating. Let me find my response. I remember most of it, but all right, I'm ready to wing it. If if you if you're allowing me to go first, I will go. Okay, wing go. It. I'm gonna I'm gonna build this yep. in my head as we go away. It's Apatow. Apatow's first foray into a, a light-hearted drama, though it's a drama okay. with um with uh, comedic uh, undertones. Right? Okay. I'm trying to figure out who the lead the lead uh, actor or actress is. Um, somebody that he's worked with before, but maybe not a ton. Not not a rud. Um, who has he worked with? Who who would who would take a, a jump into the dramatic? I mean, maybe Sandler is, did. No, it mm-hmm. wouldn't be Sandler. Maybe it would be a rud. Um, right off the Avengers, yeah. Let's let's say Paul Rudd. 
and it's 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 kind of like a Gone Girl situation, but with Ooh. maybe a little bit more human or a little bit more humor. Um, ah, let's see. I, I don't know what the other questions were. Actress, um, supporting actors, actresses. Supporting actors or actresses. Um, I love hearing you think through this in real time. It's actually man, this is incredible. This, well, the problem the problem is that my main handicap in life is not being very smart. So. Um, <laughs> I'm just kind of typing like actresses in Google. Who who are some actresses? You know, you know, you know. Those. Top yeah. Um, Kiefer Sutherland is not an actress. Um, no. Maybe like a. Uh, you know what? It, it could be a Streep. It could be a Meryl Streep mm-hmm. in like a like an elder, uh, like a like a bad guy role. Yeah, Meryl Streep is the bad automatic guy. Oscar nomination um, there. Okay. Uh, I know, yeah. right? Yeah. Right, right, right. 30 minutes know. of screen time. What were the other questions? Okay. Uh, director, which you said Apatow. Who's the screenwriter? Is oh, it Apatow? Shit. I, shit if I know. Probably Apatow. Okay. And from the studio that brought you? Uh, uh, probably the studio that uh, Apatow works with a lot. That's that's my only insight to that. I think it's his own studio. Yeah, <laughs> so, that, yeah. that makes sense. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Kathy Bates is in there somewhere too. I'm Let's sure. Oh, oh. interesting. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think uh, I think you have a very strong like um, I don't know, but Paul Rudd is the main guy, but he's not the main guy of the movie, right? Um, he's not the he's mm. not the the star power. You you have that. Yeah, I think that's good. I think that's it. Totally it follows Tony him. Guire and and uh, Greg Gatsby. Something like that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Precisely. Yeah, it's like the frame narration. Precisely. Precisely. I got to tell you, five nominations, two wins. That's what I feel about that movie. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I think uh, for original screenplay, not maybe not original screenplay, but uh, but I think I think you you pair all of that together. It's a it's a best picture nomination at worst. At worst. Yeah. Okay. Which is funny because Apatow, like, I mean, seriously, like, Apatow hasn't, like, ever really, he, I think, Golden Globes, but they haven't really ever given him the credit that he deserves. And maybe it's because all of his films are, like, stoner comedies, but, like, right. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think it's if he applied himself to that to that direction, uh, it would actually go pretty well. Like, uh, Game Night. Did he do Game Night? I don't know if he did Game no, Night. No, but, but he did he's Game involved. Night. Dot, dot, dot. Something no, along the lines of Game Night, right? But not, maybe unla- not unlike um, The Big Short, Adam McKay. Sure. Yeah, precisely. Precisely. Exactly. Um, so what leads Credence, Credence, Credence to Mad Picking Avatar is Avatar's number one piece of advice uh, that he offers people is when you write a comedy, write a drama first. So you get the plot in. And then you start finding where the human elements are and where the natural comedy is. Mm-hmm. A lot of his, a lot of his stuff is, just, and it, it, it's that improvisational humor and stuff like that, where it's just like, oh, this came from like a real person saying this, and not just, mm-hmm. not just somebody sitting at a desk being like, this will be funny. Uh, Dex, I found oh, yours. Have you found yours? Oh, I'm going for an do it. Go for it. Patch it. Children's classic. We haven't really seen any modern movies made about it. But in a surprise move, it stars John Boyega of Star Wars fame. 
Oh. 30-year-old John Boyega playing. Instant attention. Instant attention. He looks young enough. I mean, he'll just shave every day. It's fine. Uh, supporting actress. I mean, there's really only like two characters in Hatchet that matter. It's the kid, I forget his name, Brian or something, and his mom. So his mom is Viola Davis because, you know, she's great. Director, Ang Lee. Screen, screenplay, Mark L. Smith, Ooh. who wrote The Revenant. From the studio that brought you Life of Pi and Adrift. What did I say about this? I said nominations, Viola Davis, but it makes $150 million on a $15 million dollar budget. We got a whole franchise to launch, and we can do it all night. I think there's like five books in that series. I am stunned by the Ang Lee pick here because he has not been on a good I mean, run recently. I mostly chose him because he did Life of Pi and got the Oscar nominations, but, you know, oh. recent work, whatever. I am, yeah, I am also stunned that they haven't made a Hatchet movie yet. They made one based off of it, but it was like direct-to-DVD thing or direct-to-VHS. But, uh, yeah, it's not... Uh, I'm really surprised I haven't made that. All right, Jake, go. Uh, I actually did not answer this question. My wife did. Um, I, I was going to, kind of forgot to, so I'm going to mat my way through this. Uh, I started thinking. Um, off the bat, I'm putting Sorkin in as writer, and I'm putting Fincher back behind the camera. Hey. Uh, I think... That- uh, that that's that is a winning combo when you talk social network. Everybody says it is their favorite movie of the last decade. So that's you've already won right there with those two. Um, I'm because I, I I think he does deserve an Oscar, and I I th- he think he has the potential. Um, and now he kind of has the name recognition behind it. Not like he did it, but coming off the Avengers, he does. I'm putting Mark Ruffalo mm-hmm. as the actor. Yeah. Uh, Dark Waters was incredible. If y'all haven't uh, watched it yet, that's one of like a, yeah. a new dramatic turn for for him. Where I was just like, oh yeah, this is the guy that we all know. Uh, I was I was thinking current events, but those stories don't typically win. Um, but it's got to be something. I, I agree. I think it's got to be something woody. I think it's got to be something kind of closer to west wing or newsroom sorkin where it's smart but it's dumb smart so you get it but because everybody's talking really fast you sound smart maybe we're not the greatest country on the planet (laughs) but we could be 23 million youtube views (laughs) yeah like I, I I need that Sorkin as as the writer, and I think putting Fincher behind the camera where it's like a bit moodier, it's a bit darker, the color tones are a bit maybe like um, seventy eight takes, yeah, <laughs> break them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's something. It'll it'll have to be political if it's Sorkin. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it, honestly, what will probably win in that regard is. Some sort of like behind the scenes look at current Trump administration written by Sorkin, like but everybody it, behind the man. Yeah, but it wouldn't be like like uh, the 
Dick Cheney or Vice or whatever that came out. Yeah. But not as dumb. And uh, the what I think would would do because he just did it. Sorkin did it for Broadway with Jeff Daniels uh, to kill a mockingbird. Oh, yeah. A remake of that because that it's been uh been about a been about a hundred years since we've had a remake of that. So, um, okay, mine was not my best. Uh, I was working at the time, so I just I'll put the uh, genre story biopic. Uh, actor, oh Dex's favorite, Bradley Cooper. Actress, <laughs> <laughs> actress Jennifer Lawrence, pairing them back. Oh. Up. Uh, supporting actor, actress Jeff Daniels, Meryl Streep, Janelle Monae. I like that. Um, direct. Man, you're supporting. You're about to like outshine the main. Yeah. Well, and here's what I have. director Bradley Cooper because duh, uh, and uh, oh. screenwriter Aaron Sorkin. That's why Jeff Daniels is in it. And <laughs> then uh, from the studio that brought you Steve Jobs, The Dark Knight, and Inception. And I don't know why I just negged on myself, but I said uh, nomination screenplay, best supporting actress for Meryl Streep for 10 minutes of screen time, uh, snubs everyone else, and it wins zero. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you, are you putting Nolan behind the camera? No, uh, Bradley Cooper directs himself. Oh. Ooh. Again. Uh, mm. A few more of these. I'll just rattle them off real quick. Um, let's see... I don't know the the urban Eburn, sage. E, Eban sage urban sage. Thank you. <laughs> urban dur, 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 dur. Um, I can't speak. Genre story: period piece, musical drama set in the 1940s L.A. Actor: Sterling K. Brown. Actress: Nicole Bihari. Uh, Chadwick Boseman, Janelle Monae. Director: Me. Screenwriter: Me. From the studio that brought you. <laughs> From the studio that brought you La La Land comes Central Avenue. And <laughs> uh, I, I don't know what what did I put for the I said uh, nominations Sterling Brown and Janelle Monet. I said you were stubbed at the Oscars, but you get the nomination and win at the Golden Globes for screenplay listed as top ten young artists oh, to nice. watch. Uh I know. This was one of the better ones. Genre uh from Rascal F. Kennedy, drama thriller. Actor David Washington, actress huh. Lady, Lady Gaga, huh. uh, supporting Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, uh, Denzel Washington in a supporting role, Idris Elba in a supporting role, Viola Davis, uh, Lupita Nyong'o, and uh, Jason Statham. Uh, directed by Scorsese. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I, was on, I was on board. Screenwriter, screenwriter Bradley Cooper. <laughs> this was like this person's drunk as I am. From the studio <laughs> brought you some from the studio that brought you Goodfellas and Casino. Um, you, know, you know that studio, that studio, and I don't know what I said. I just said, oh, thirteen nominations, uh, one win for Jason Statham. About time, he's earned it. So. Yeah, <laughs> did thirteen got, transporter movies. So got snubbed for Crank. <laughs> Crank two. Uh, uh, okay, that that's not a good movie. No, our uh, our biggest fan Everett Manser, 
said uh, what? genre drama, mixed family okay. addiction stuff. <laughs> sorry. Uh, actor, Steve Carell, actress. Oh, I'm sorry. I said mixed family slash addiction stuff. So it's like, oh, so it's addiction story on top of the mixed families. <laughs> okay, so far, he's writing a little bit of sunshine. And also, and also, uh, beautiful boy, and actress Octavia Spencer supporting Chadwick Boseman. He's in a lot of these. Chadwick Boseman, Miles Teller, Wait, boo, and uh, you don't, you don't like Miles, Miles Teller, Teller is supporting. By I think whom? he's overrated. Oof, oof, magoof. <laughs> By me. By whom? You're mad at yourself for overrating him. That yes. I can get on board with. That's yes. Funny. Uh, I overrated him in uh, the Spectacular Now, and they just keep putting him in shit. And that's what's, all. What's the movie about the military contracts? That was pretty good. Oh, War Dogs. Yeah, that was pretty good. War Dogs is pretty good. Uh, director Steve McQueen, writer Jillian Flynn from the studio that brought you Hustlers and Foxcatcher. So if it's Foxcatcher, it's boring. I just said golden. Uh, we get a Golden Globe nomination for actor Steve Carell. Yeah, Steve Carell's never getting an Oscar. Mm -hmm. Let's just establish that. Now. And yeah, all right. Our our girl Cat that made us uh, review uh, Lay's Miserables last week. She had a really Cat good review. one. She said uh, genre story, black comedy, revisionist period drama. Actor uh, Cillian Murphy. Okay. Hell yeah! Actress Saoirse Ronan. Supporting cast, Ben Winshaw, Dom Hall Gleason, Jody Comer, uh, Comer and uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Director, Mark McDonough. And from the studio that brought you The Favorite and Three Billboards Outside of Evan, Missouri. Fuck yes. I would watch the fuck out of this movie. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> that That is the first actual sustainable movie that has been said so far. All right, now, call, uh, hey, I thought mine was pretty good. Well, I mean, but like the Twitter responses. Yeah, I like Twitter to hate sucks. our Twitter. Friends. I think, yeah, Twitter sucks. <laughs> um, I don't know who tweeted. I guess it was Dex or Jake. Was this you? Said leads the Oscars with thirteen nominations, three wins. I Finally, justice for Saoirse Ronan. Uh, that's all, Dex. Yeah. It's pretty good. Uh, and this was my favorite um, from Throbbing Hood. <laughs> Next, and I know why that's funny, and I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> Benny, uh, Benny Martian, '86. Good lord, um, it was actually a really good movie outside of his fucking Twitter name. Um, he said, he said, story: man raising child, figuring out life after death of his wife. Actor John Krasinski, actress Anna Diarmas. Supporting Mary Elizabeth Weinstead, Richard Jenkins, Rachel McAdams, Millie Bobby Brown. Um, director Spike Jones, screenwriter Nancy Myers from the studio that brought you A Star is Born. That sounds like Oscar bait if I've yeah, ever heard it. Mm -hmm. Imagine. Wait, who did, who did you say directed that? Uh, Spike Jones. Oh. Hmm. For. His, <laughs> So my stupid brain heard Spike Lee, and I was trying to imagine Spike Lee working with Millie Bobby Brown, <laughs> just like putting that putting that camera shot on her that like follows her face through like yeah. crowds and shit. And I think it's pretty official that I'm broken inside, but it's whatever, man. You know, hey. 
Good lord. Um, I don't know what I said for that. Uh, best picture, best supporting actor, best supporting actress for Millie Bobby Brown, best director nomination. Snubs. Anna Diarmas and John Krasinski. He kills it, but people just aren't comfortable taking Jim from the office seriously yet. They need to go watch uh, whatever it is. The Patriot was. It? He's pretty good in that. The Patriot. No. Oh. The, uh, not the Patriot. The uh, the TV. It's show. the Jack Ryan series. Yeah. On Amazon. Uh, and then our next tweet is Pixar do be having thick moms though <laughs> at one take pod. <laughs> I think we lost a follower. We were at forty seven. Yeah, we were at forty seven followers. Then Matt tweeted Pixar do be having thick moms. <laughs> And yeah, just, that'll happen. Somebody that'll, that'll happen. I should have warned you about that before it. Uh, that'll happen. It's like, <laughs> fucking no. <laughs> somebody disagreed. Hey, it's it's a free internet. You can do that. If it was Butterfly FX. Yeah, we're done. If she's out. Holding us together. <laughs> <laughs> just, Evan can only do so much. Nah. She, uh. Nah, she's she still following. She's both me and Matt. Faithful so she <laughs> all right anybody got any more takes they want to give off uh i've decided my fincher sorkin movie is going to be some sports controversy I think Ooh. sorkin needs to write a sports movie again astros astro scandal Ooh. i thought about that but i don't i don't know if it's a doing enough dude people are mad online about that so like it yeah, would kill people are mad online about anything no, you make you make the movie about the how the Oscar, you make you make the movie about how the cheating is more than just the Astros. It's actually league wide. Ooh, I think it's like on like a if we do it like Moneyball style, where yeah. it like it, it shows that it's like a systemic thing. Exactly. I think that would work. Exactly. God damn, what a have, good movie! I gotta watch that movie. Follow the follow the movie. Have, have Ruffalo be like some, you know, broken sports reporter. I don't know, out of Waco. Yeah. Um, Miles Teller is there for some reason. <laughs> Mark Ruffalo is <laughs> Jose Altuve. <laughs> Somebody needs to Photoshop that for me. Miles Teller is Mike Myers. <laughs> Don't ask me to do this. Oh my god! Oh, a big yikes uh, to Mike Fires. How about that? Big uh, yikes! Uh, all right. So this has been the one take pod, I guess. Uh, I guess. A wild episode. Shout out to Matt is bear for coming on. Uh, you know what? We're going to have you back on for tiger King. You're not doing anything. Yeah, let's do it. Absolutely. Seeing your resident on tiger thing. Tiger thing. Okay. Uh, you're a resident <laughs> Oklahoma expert. So we're going to have you on. For that, uh, Tiger King is coming up, I guess, on Thursday. We'll try and knock that one out. Um, mm-hmm. Just like Carol Baskin knocked out her husband and fed her to the Tigers. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, all right. So that has been One Take Podcast. You can follow us on Simplecast. You can follow us on Apple iTunes. Please leave a review, download, subscribe, and you can pick our next film. I think our next one comes from Mallory. Blah, 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 Mallory, who's picking, what, 10 Things I Hate About You? 10 Things I Hate About You. Fuck Good yeah. One. Hell Good yeah. One. I'm so psyched for Great that. Movie. Um, so we'll be doing that one next, and then we can 
uh, after Tiger King, we'll be doing 10 Things I, had about, I Hate About You. Then after that, we'll be doing a Tarantino film, either Django or Inglorious Bastards. So that's sort of the upcoming schedule. Again, you can follow us on Apple iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcast. Uh, download, rate, subscribe. Matt, uh, tell them where they can follow your uh, antics and hijinks. Christ, what a terrible idea! But uh, at uh, <laughs> at Matt is bear on the Twitter, and there's really no other way to do that. So you just do that on the Twitter, it's twitter.com, and you do the at and as Matt is bear, and that's how you do it. For all the quarantine content that you need, follow at Matt. Is, well, need is it? Mm, don't need it. For all the probably, snake picks, honestly, it's pretty, pretty probably better off without it. If you think about it, if you follow me, I'd say go ahead and unfollow. I think that's probably what we're trying to say here. Uh, it, it sucks. <laughs> Dex, uh, it, well, I mean, Twitter is slowly just killing all of our will to live anyway. So uh, that's good. Uh, just need it. Need that uh, serotonin release from those likes. Um, so you should like all of our shit. Uh, Dex, right, wrap it up us for on us. Twitter at one take pod. That's the number one take pod on Twitter. Make sure you hashtag support Florence Pugh and all of her work. You can watch Fighting With My Family on Hulu. You can watch a bunch of Netflix shit season on Netflix. Watch mm-hmm. your IG stories. Learn how to cook. Mm-hmm. You know this is very important. Netflix Netflix is on the TV. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. Uh, did, what did she cook um, to she this week? She made a soup yesterday. I wasn't really paying attention. There were a lot of vegetables. I don't really get down like that, so that wasn't my thing. But um, <laughs> I don't really get down like that. That's anyway, hashtag support for one's pew. Follow her on IG. It's very important. Hashtag support Florence Pugh. Hashtag justice for Shersha Ronan. Hashtag Netflix is on the TV. Hashtag Netflix is on the TV. Hashtag get your back blown out by a minute tire. All right, we're out. 